Hello and welcome back to Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. And this week uh, we have a, you know, grab bag of all sorts of stuff. We got politics. Shit's going down. We got technology. We've got entertainment. The world's fucked. Yeah. The world's yeah. fucked. We're all fucked. <laughs> Everybody's fucked. And then throw some boobs in there. We got boobs. <laughs> Do we? Yeah, we got boobs. <laughs> And you can't see them because yeah, this is a podcast. Podcasts just are not the best. Sex medium. sells, Ross. <laughs> Sex sells. We've got boobs and beer. Okay, that's all you need, America. Yeah, just imagine that we're drinking just beer. Ima- yeah, we're which tr- we're not. We have beer. Shh. We, I, uh, Don't yeah. give up the illusion. Come okay. on, Ross. Yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it isn't drugs and alcohol. Drugs and alcohol. Just Jane Ross talk hookers. Shit and just, yeah, seriously, Scarlett Johansson's naked right back there. <laughs> Does she, she show up to a lot of uh, drugs and alcohol podcasts? Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. That's pretty cool of her. <laughs> yeah. I hey, think man. at this point in her career, she wouldn't have to do that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know, like, whatever. She made, like, five million or something for all those movies. Five million. <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> after all of her movies. After like, everything. Yeah, she's got five million. I'm not her business account. She's sitting oh, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we I figured we could just start with the heavier things because you know you you joke about like the world's going to shit, but mm-hmm. like I look at all this and I'm uh, like, man, nope. I don't know how you like get out of this spiral. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, there's some bad stuff going on, and a lot of it in the way that I'm looking at it is on the Democratic side right now. Yeah, they have a lot of policies in place that basically undermine democracy, mm-hmm. and that's kind of fucked. Like yeah. uh, the one that's been all over the news recently is just the way that superdelegates are working in the primary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you're unaware, the Republicans and the Democrats have superdelegates, right, in their primaries. But the Republicans don't have nearly as many of them, and superdelegates have to vote in the same way that their state does. So mm-hmm. if it's like a senator or a congressman, they have to vote alongside whatever their state's uh, voters went with. Yeah. Which seems reasonable. Sure. Uh, on the Democratic side, though... They instead can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. So, which is weird. You think it would be the other way around? Yeah, and like I, I understand the idea that with with a national convention like that, where you know you're basically deciding one of the two candidates for presidency that has any merit, where like in case of like a really tight uh, election, you'd want to be able to choose sure. who's doing that if you have a few. But it's not just a few super delegates. Like, you look at the score right now with, like, Hillary and, uh, or Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and who has won what states and how many delegates from each, like, in terms of just who they won from the states, like, mm. from voters. And Bernie Sanders has a very, very slight lead on those. It's, like, just a couple delegates. But if you look at the total delegate count, it's, like, 500 to 70, Hillary. Mm. Like, 430 de- yeah. yeah. And I... I saw something recently where Deborah, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the lead of the Democratic National Convention, who we'll get to a little bit more here in a second, uh, talked about how it's it's really okay because the superdelegates haven't committed to that. So if, you know, Bernie Sanders did pull ahead and all that, they could change what they're saying and ultimately vote. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, it... Hillary's bought and paid for. Yeah. So... Absolutely. I don't know. Were you familiar with the superdelegate system before all of this really. stuff? Not like, really. it was one of those things I knew about. I knew superdelegates existed. Yeah. But I had no idea that they had, like, the amount of pull that they have. Yeah. There are 700 superdelegates, right? Mm-hmm. Or roughly 700. They're give or take a few. 
uh, and what you need to win the candidacy is like 2,500 votes. So more than a fifth of the total needed can come from superdelegates. That's a huge margin. Yeah. Like, they could overturn anything. Like, it's not, no. that's not just a tight race that they could overturn. That's... Yeah, they could... They could, they could rig the election. Monum- yeah, a monumental comeback. Yeah. That's... <laughs> like, that's unbelievable to me. And that's... Uh, it's not unbelievable to me. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Like, I that mean, sounds about right, on par with politics. Right, but it's... <laughs> like... It's just so corrupt. Dude, it's so fucked up. The and, whole... Si- the whole thing. Yeah. Like, Super delegates, the Electoral College. Yeah. Fuck it. Jeb Bush just spent $100 million to not run for president, for yeah. Christ's sake. Yeah. $100 million. That could have fed so many people <laughs> and so much shit. But he's just like, nah. And, like, Donald Trump's <laughs> too good. Not to detract, like, too much from this particular thing, but isn't it just kind of crazy that Jeb Bush. Somebody with, like, that famous of a name and, like, relatively grounded versus a lot of the other candidates is, like, has been pushed out on the Republican side. Not really. It's so insane. Racists are fucking stupid. (laughs) Yeah. They're fucking dumb. They're the dumbest people on the planet. Well, yeah. And uh, so the fact, because, like, because, like, Jeb Bush is, like, the thing that sunk him was when he was, like, we got to work more. Mm-hmm. I think, like, ever ever since he said that, it was like, no, we don't, we don't <laughs> we like don't that really one. We really like the word. We don't like that one, Jim. Mm-hmm. But then, but Donald Trump pretty much said the same thing. He just kind of jazzed it up a little bit. He mm-hmm. goes, wages are too high. Yeah. A.K.A. if you lower wages, you have to work more. But he just didn't blatantly say right. it. Right. The thing with... With that is, well, first of all, Trump supporters don't even care what he says anymore. It's just yeah. like, whatever he says is awesome. But right. but also, when you say lower wages, like, people are thinking, oh, not me. No. Yeah. Definitely not me. That's going to be just lower minimum wage so that, you know, all those dirty immigrants are getting paid less and right. stuff. It won't affect me in any negative no. way. I'll get paid more. Mm-hmm. All that money will trickle up somehow. <laughs> Reverse trickle down economics. <laughs> trickle up economics. Yeah, yeah. We're innovative here at Jane Ross Talk Shit. <laughs> but, so. but yeah, it's so that's that's all obviously bad, but I guess what's surprising to me is just that the democratic process or on on the Democrat side, their election process is so much more corrupt mm-hmm. than the Republican side. Like, at least before, you could say the Republicans allow for super PACs and mm-hmm. uh, lobbyists to contribute just insane amounts of money to their campaigns. And whether you believe in uh, conspiracy theories, just fucking buy elections well, completely. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, it, but now the Democrats have overturned that. Mm-hmm. So Debbie Wasserman Schultz, head of the Democratic National Convention... Uh, decided basically that now super PACs and lobbyists can contribute however much they want to the campaigns on the Democratic side, which obviously is a big boon for Hillary Clinton because yep. Bernie Sanders, one of his biggest things is not allowing that. Yep. And and this is a measure that was overturned by Barack Obama in 2008 because that was something that he didn't stand for at all in the mm-hmm. election. And he believed that you shouldn't be able to just throw all this money at candidates. So for them to then look at it and be like, well, Bernie Sanders is actually kind of close in a lot of these markets and go, oh, well, let's just lock it up for Hillary and make it so she can take just tens of millions of dollars easily. 
on top of all that. <coughs> well, the thing that kind of creeps me out about that is, like, is it really even a two-party system anymore? Yeah. I mean, it is. Like, I, it's not like the Republicans and the Democrats are the same thing. Like, there are a lot, I don't believe be. that. Like, Soon I don't, I still feel like there's a big difference between somebody like Donald Trump and somebody like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but I'm talking, I'm talking down the road. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really bad that they're, like, da- you- they're basically going back against all the things that, all the progress that they made eight years ago mm-hmm. with campaign finance. Yeah. And it's depressing just so that this person can win. And the person in charge of the Democratic National Convention, Wasserman Schultz, was the co-chair of Hillary's election in 2008. Mm-hmm. She's pulling very hard for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. There's no, like, she won't say it outright, but everybody knows that she wants Hillary Clinton to win this election. Yeah. So they're just rigging the game completely in her favor. Jesus. And it's just really depressing. Like, like I've said before that I'm not a big Bernie Sanders fan just because I don't think his, I don't think his policies or anything that he could push would really do what he wants to do. I don't think it's realistic and I don't think he's a pragmatist the way that like Barack Obama was where Mm -hmm. like he's gotten a number of things done. He wasn't able to do a lot of what he campaigned on, but he got a lot closer and that was by working the system. I think he knows the system well. I think he's very intelligent. Absolutely. Uh, uh, like Bernie Sanders, I like what he stands for, but there's nothing about his campaign that suggests he has a real plan for how to achieve those things to yeah. me. But then the fact that Hillary Clinton now is basically buying the election is just horrible. And like, I don't want to support her because she's just as corrupt as anybody she's running against. Right. Yet, like, that's what it's going to come down to. And, and the fact that this is all public knowledge now, too that super PACs and lobbyists can donate whatever because they essentially wanted to throw the Democratic primary to Hillary means all the Bernie Sanders supporters are going to be like, well, I'm not going to vote for her. And if they don't vote, like if half the Dem- Democratic Party doesn't vote, that's how the Republicans win the election. Mm. That's how somebody as insane as Trump can become the president because of how splintered the groups are from corruption. And that's just depressing as hell. Well, well, I guess we should just get used to Trump. God, I hope not. Like, I I still believe that in this country, while there are a lot of horrible people, there are a lot of racists, there are a lot of very stupid people, the type of person who would vote for Trump is still less than 25% of the population. The only hope we have is that they're too stupid to write shit. Or to show up to vote. Just like, and then what do we do? What's this pencil thing? Oh. You know, that's that's the only hope we have. My feeling is that the people in the middle, like people who aren't just Republican or Democrat, are not stupid and racist enough to just go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm with Trump. Like, yeah. that guy sounds like a rational person <laughs> for president. Like, I, I don't buy that. But at the same time, I look at it, I'm like, okay, if it's against someone like Bernie Sanders... Uh, who is, you know, self-described democratic socialist. And the Republicans haven't even started attacking Sanders yet because Mm -hmm. they figure he's not going to be the candidate. And if he is, then he's going to be an easy target anyway because of that. Like, if they can just set him up as... stupid. Yeah, exactly. Because you can just say, he's a communist. Like, you can tie communism to socialism. No, not true. No, but but that's what they're (laughs) going to do. I know, exactly. That's what's going to happen. That's that's my favorite argument ever. I'm like, what... 
Because I, I have this argument all the time, like, what, so it's either one or the other, capitalism, socialism? Yeah. We can't take ideas from both? Like, the system we have has a number of socialist institutions and a yeah. number of capitalist institutions. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, yeah, what do you, yeah, we're already a socialist com- country. We just give it to the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like, we have the wrong people paying certain amounts of taxes on Yeah, that. what do you call a $7 trillion bailout that they never had to pay back? Why is That's that... full-gone communism. And why is ExxonMobil not paying taxes at all? Like, <laughs> you could, if you just taxed them fairly, it would pay for so many programs. Every, yeah, every church in the fucking country, every mega church, not a dime in taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. But yet, the second we want, like, hey, can I get a little bit of food? Nope, fuck you, Tommy. <laughs> you need to work harder like, for that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, hey, hey, guys, I got, like, hookers and blow to buy. Yeah. I got hookers and blow. I got my third Ferrari today. Um, can I get a bailout? Right, but that's the problem, is that people people have been trained to think, like, any... The word socialism is just a demonic thing, regardless of, you know, whether it's just certain programs or whether it makes sense. Yeah. So. And as much as I'd like to believe that the, the independent voters or the more moderate voters will, uh, will would still go away from Trump no matter what, these aren't these mm. are people who are looking at the Democratic candidates and the Republican candidates and they're like, I don't know what I stand for. <laughs> like <laughs> when, when things are pretty radically different in terms of fiscal policy, yeah. in terms of uh, well, social policy, in terms right. of foreign policy, like. Ev- it's it's hard to look at that and be like, well, let's see. Either either I'm for building a wall to keep Mexicans out, <laughs> and having them do that, or you know I'm for like sensible immigration reform. Or I'm but, for yeah. Ben Carson because he stabbed a guy. <laughs> You're just really pro stabbing. No, I'm just pro stabbing guys. Yeah, and he defends his stabbing very vehemently. So. <laughs> I stabbed a guy. <laughs> he's, he's like Ralph from The Simpsons. He has the pro, I stabbed a guy. <laughs> right. He has the pro-stabbing uh, constituency locked down. Way more stabbing experience than anybody else running. Yeah, so I'm glad you still have faith in humanity. I don't. Well, that's... Because I get in that argument. All, getting... My favorite one is like, because I always bring up that idea of like, hey, socialism has no good ideas. Yeah. And then like everybody... It never fails. Somebody will put in, like, my comments box, like, a picture of, like, Hitler, Stalin, and, like, <laughs> Kim Jong-il or it's whatever. It's like, well, the, those are It's even better than the alternative. It's like, really, if, okay, like, okay, maybe, hit, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but Hitler I guess Hitler. was a Hitler, fascist. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he lived in a social, I, I don't know if there was, there was a socialist government Donald at Trump, the time. Donald Trump, no, 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 it, it wasn't. wasn't. No. Not at all. No, Nazi Germany was in no way socialist. Okay. As, in fact, like. Even before, like, Hitler? No, no. Oh, no, not at all. Okay. Not in any way. <laughs> and then and then Stalin was communism, which is different. Yeah. And then I assume, you know, uh, Kim Jong-un or whatever, or who's the... Yeah, who's that's the, fascist. Well, yeah, that's, that's not fascist. communist. But, like, the argument I brought up is, like, so what if, so if they were in a capitalist country, would Hitler just be spinning a dreidel? Like, like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like... Well, it, where's the where's the connection? I want I want to know the connection. Yeah, there's like, not to where the, they're like, the, ooh, socialism. Let's kill Jews. If, if somebody brings up Hitler in relation to socialism, you can just flat out ignore them because yeah. they they are the opposite ends of the political spectrum. If you yeah. want to talk Stalin, okay, you can do that. But 
you have to understand that like that's a situation where it began as a socialist program like communism is kind of the end goal of a purely socialist society sure where everybody is essentially making a living wage and contributing to the same thing and it's just great for everybody the problem with communism is that you still need a governing body which is where if since the government has to do that they have ultimate power and can be very corrupt which is yeah. what happened in russia and you just because somebody is a socialist or believes in like socialist programs doesn't mean that they want a purely socialist system it's not like yeah. it's not like you would be completely overturning all capitalist enterprise just right. because you're a socialist like right. you want it's it's things like Although healthcare those, where that makes sense. Yeah, those are the same people that are like, I don't, I'm not a socialist, but I need to go pick up my social security check. Like, fucking, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like you like it when it helps you, but it you has just hate. the word social in it. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, it came out of your fucking face. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but but going back to you know the two sides being fairly different and like that while I want to have faith in all this, like it worries me that the same people who can't decide between Republican and Democrat are the ones who are, you know, kind of, it might be choosing between a socialist slash communist like Bernie Sanders and somebody who's insane like Trump and being like, well, Trump, I don't know about that guy, but at least he's not a communist. <laughs> like, I don't know if they're smart <laughs> enough to know that apart. And I'm worried that Hillary has, <laughs> Hillary and Wasserman Schultz have done so many corrupt things to get her the nomination where if she does have the nomination there are a lot of people who won't want to support her because she's kind of awful yeah. <laughs> like there's no good outcome to this election for me right now like everything is bad we're it, just fucked we're fucked <laughs> like it, this is the first time in a really really in my lifetime where i'm like neither of these candidates no one no one running i feel should be the nominee Jesus. Like, it's all bad. <laughs> Jesus. And the system has failed, and it's terrible. Yeah. But. Yeah, we're all fucked. Yeah, all well, fucked. anyway, moving on. <laughs> I don't know, I just want to get all that on my chest. Yeah. I'm just tired of that. Hey, man, like, get it all out. <laughs> Boom. It's all good. It's rough. Because I got to get some stuff off my chest. Fuck pop-ups. Fuck pop-ups. That's all I so, wanted to say. Hitting all the serious issues today. Yeah. Um, you mean computer, internet pop-ups? Absolutely. Right? So tell me, tell me about this. What what's been bugging you? I can't like just how many times I'm reading an article and just some pointless fucking thing. It's like, dude, I want to be like, dude, I have no money. Why are you advertising to me? Do you uh do you have ad block <laughs> like, or anything? No, I don't think so. Get ad block. Okay. Because like it, it's amazing. Like you you install it and you forget what the internet is like without it. Because oh, like when you talk about pop ups, I don't see pop ups. I never see them. God I don't see it. the ads on the side. I don't see anything. Like it's okay so. if like the thing just pops up and then I can get rid of it. But there's like ones that like won't let me leave. Yeah, or all of a sudden there's like a bunch of new windows at once. Yeah, yeah. it's like dude, and it's just like click OK, click OK, click OK. And some of them will pretend to be yourself. like computer alerts and yeah. stuff. Where if you click the X that's within the window, then it'll take you to their link. Yeah, it's like that's shitty. That's Go evil. Fuck yourself. Yeah, get AdBlock. You'll okay. you'll get be much happier. This is sponsored by AdBlock. <laughs> yeah, AdBlock for free. <laughs> I mean, no. A lot of companies hate it, and they'll talk about it. It's like, but even if you're using AdBlock, they can usually detect it and be like, "Hey, are you using AdBlock? Uh, 
you know, you might want to think about not using it because we get money from revenue, and if you're not seeing our ads, we don't get the money from that. It's like, well, then use less shitty ads yeah. if you're doing that, and then maybe I won't. Yeah, use ones it. that, like, let me, like, go back to my article. Yeah. Because it happens all the time. I'll be reading an article, and I'll be halfway through, and just be like, hey, do you need a Sprite? No, I don't need a fucking Sprite. <laughs> like, not right now, yeah. I would, and I would not get one from the internet if I yeah. did. It's like, do you, like, can you put, pass it through the phone? Like, I'm not getting up. Like, fuck you. And then I have to, like, hit back, and then the article's just gone. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and then I gotta start all over again. Yeah. It's like, god damn, I hate your fucking face. Yeah. Yeah, face. it's It's, it's like that dude and the dude that co- invented computer viruses, mm-hmm. or, like, or p- I guess people that down, like, do computer viruses, I hope they get Ebola. I really do. <laughs> just, just for, yeah. just for... Irony's sake, as hope, well as them dying. I hope they get Ebola that goes away sometimes and just pops up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just randomly shit themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, they're oh, just like, damn it. hey, baby, how's it going? <laughs> just shit right in front of them and no mm-hmm. pussy for them. That's mm-hmm. what I hope happens. <laughs> so, so, yeah, pro, pro-random Ebola. Yeah. Anti-pop-ups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and pro-blue balls for computer virus people. Yeah. Fucking assholes. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, let's kill them. Let's go Deadpool on them. Go Deadpool on them, yeah. We'll be getting to that later, too. Yeah, but uh, foreshadowing. While, foreshadowing. While we're on with tech, with okay. our, our highly technical pop-up discussion. I, I overplayed my hand there, right there. Audience. <laughs> Was, I tried uh, to segue into the segue, and we haven't even talked about the first segue yet. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is a structural Escher painting here. <laughs> but, uh, it's art, you don't understand. You yeah. don't understand. So um, we w- we were going to talk a little bit about the FBI Apple, uh, con- I guess we're all fucked. Controversy. We're all I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. So so this this seems to be a hard one to parse, just because depending on where you look, the details always seem different. Like right. nobody seems to report it the same way. But uh, the gist of it was that well, you remember the San Bernardino shootings? What yeah. a couple months ago? Yeah, with like the the health workers and like his right. wife. Yeah. So one of the phones. Uh, that they recovered from one of the shooters is locked with like a pin and the FBI wants to get into it. But because of recent iOS changes, uh, you can actually set it to self, uh, just not self-destruct, but to erase the drive after Mm -hmm. 10 unsuccessful attempts. And it also locks you out after a few pin attempts. So they can't really brute force this device and get in and check its contents. Mm-hmm. So they went to Apple and they asked for essentially new firmware they could load onto this phone so that it would bypass that and then they could brute force it. And Apple told them no. Uh, said no FBI, you cannot do this because if we develop that, that is a risk for all these other for everything else we have that's out there that exists. Other people, then the and it, the FBI could potentially modify it and get into like any phone to do it. Mm-hmm. So what are what's your feeling on this? Well, I wish they would. I wish they would have said in the article what they were looking for in particular. Probably connections or planning. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But like, but they never specify. Yeah. So this was like, okay. Well, I mean, the guy did shoot up a bunch of people. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they're just like, we we just need in here. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know. That seems pretty reasonable in terms of an a, uh, investigation to but, me. But yeah, but like, say it and say it. Just well, I want to know what they. I want to know. I think well, they already have like warrants and over, like judicial oversight. Oh really? Okay. There's no there's no question as to whether this is a legit investigation. Sure. Under this particular phone. Yeah. So I guess the concern is more 
would this be a risk if Apple were to develop it? And no. people are all over the board in the tech world on this. Like, uh, you've got Mark Zuckerberg coming to Apple's side and being like, I agree, you shouldn't do that. You know, all for security and protection of privacy. But then you've got Bill Gates saying, no, it's, it's okay. Like, in this particular case, there's no reason the FBI shouldn't be able to right. get into this particular phone. Um, uh, yeah, maybe it's just because I don't trust any don't governments, trust government. whatever, ever, ever. What I've been arguing uh, is just that like, why do they have to go about it this way? Why do you have to create a brand new firmware to do that and then give it to the FBI? Mm-hmm. Like, if that's what they want, that they just want the information on the phone, why can't they send that phone to Apple, have Apple maybe use local software of their own that they do not release and they keep deep under lock and key uh, to get past just the lock screen of this phone and yeah. then send it back? Yeah. Like, that seems... that's. To me, that doesn't seem like a big security risk. No, no. And I was talking uh, with a friend of mine, Phil Lowry, about what that could mean. And his his opinion is that, like, well, if that software exists at all, then if it got out or if the wrong person at Apple decided to release it or leak it, they could get a lot of money for it because then you could use it to get into, like, billions of phones. But if it's only something that you can work with locally and like, you know, the main firmware that Apple pushes out doesn't allow that. I don't quite see that risk myself. Like if you have software that you have to physically install via a drive into the phone. Well, I mean, but, but in all fairness to that argument, to mm -hmm. Phil's argument, well, if you do a firmware to the FBI, you've already exposed it. Right. But that's why I feel like they shouldn't, they shouldn't give it to the FBI. They should keep it in house. Yeah. If the FBI wants access to an Apple phone and they have, you know, strong reason to do that, they have warrants and all that, then why not just send it to Apple, have them get past the security themselves, and then Apple can send that particular phone back. Like why? Why? Why is the back not backdoor? I guess like the backdoor. The potential backdoor. Right. Like why is that kind of thing necessary to have out there when Apple could keep it under lock and key themselves? Right. You don't want to hear my theory. What's your theory? My theory is that they're not investigating shit. They're just trying to get all in the all the fucking back door. Some people, some people are worried that is precedent, or they're trying to set precedent so that this can exist, and they can be like, "Well, in this particular case, we used this already, so we just made a modification ourselves, so that we could do that as soon as we have it." And then you're in a situation where, like, like what the NSA has and what Edward Snowden revealed, like they can essentially access all sorts of private information. Uh, they're supposed to get warrants, but they could do it without it. Like mm-hmm. they don't, the system isn't in place to prevent them from doing that. No. And I agree, which is why I don't think that they should just send it to the FBI. I think that there should be something at Apple to do that. And I don't see why, I don't see why they don't just send the phone in and get it back. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's weird to me. I don't see, because that's what they're trying to do. Clearly. You think so? Clearly. Yeah. It's the FBI, yeah. the most corrupt motherfucker. Dude, the government is the most corrupt gang ever. <laughs> they have a lot of power. Yeah, we're so, the bloods and, and the Crips ain't shit compared <laughs> to the government. Okay. And the the Snowden stuff showed that they there are oversights into all of that, and that they are collecting information without our knowledge. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I agree that they shouldn't. The FBI should not have an in house like piece of firmware. Or a workaround to just get into anything that they have. Yeah, because that's the first thing they're going to do. They're going to be like, oh, people are dead. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and then, like, how can we fucking change this? Yeah. 
to where we can get as many convictions and keep people slaves. Right. But at the same time, I feel like if the FBI recovers a terrorist's phone that's locked, there should be a reasonable workaround to get into that sure. phone. Yeah, like, get in the phone. Because the way that this is being phrased is like it's either or. Like it's either the FBI has this back door that into this particular phone only, but that they could potentially modify if they got their tech people on it. Mm. Or then we just can't get into terrorists' phones or like criminals' phones. And that, that seems weird to me. It seems like there should be a reasonable uh, in-between a way to get into things that, you know, are obviously uh, <coughs> up for criminal investigation sure. and a way to prevent them from just getting into anything they want. Mm. But, I don't know. What do we know? Maybe there's a technical reason why that's not possible, but yeah, it just do doesn't know? seem like it's ever been a problem in the past. Yeah. Uh, I, Dude, somebody got into my fucking phone when I couldn't remember the password. It's not like you yeah. can do it. Yeah, you can. but And, and that's like, really what they have to do a lot of the time. Even yeah. what the FBI is doing right now or to try to get into this phone, the thing that they're being stimmied on because of the 10 attempt wipe and mm-hmm. the lockouts is... Like, they're basically trying to run software where it'll just try every combination of pins over and over and over and over and over and over over until it gets the right one. And, and yeah, like, people can do that on regular ones. Uh, The problem now is that Apple, uh, their security's been so good since their new, uh, like, Apple Pay and all those software uh, that now that's not really possible. Like, they, they... with old phones, that's what they would do. They could mm. just get into it. It wasn't a problem. But now now even the FBI can't really get in. Nice. And, yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I just feel like Apple should have a way to, for oh, this do. particular they're, case they're to just get like, in. fuck you too, which I kind of yeah. respect. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, anytime you can tell the government to go fuck themselves, is, <laughs> it's just it's a great, great day. opportunity. I mean, I would do the same thing. I, I don't give a fuck about Yeah. The, personal safety of privacy or whatever just to say to the government go fuck <laughs> yourself god damn that dude probably had a 10 foot dick that day he probably was feeling good <laughs> <laughs> just over an apple just <laughs> fuck yeah yeah fuck you yeah like oh that'd be great yeah i mean th- they'll probably have him killed later or whatever <laughs> but <laughs> but for that day yeah it feels good, good day feel good it's a good day so yeah I'm still not sure I understand the full situation just because it doesn't. Oh, no, and you so won't polarized. because it'll be classified or yeah. some shit like that. You know what else I don't understand? Hmm. Fuller House. Fuller <laughs> House. How is that? For That's a, segue? a good segue. That's way better than my <laughs> segue last segue. High five. Yeah. So um, Ross is getting the segues. Fuller House. You know. So yeah, like uh, you got it, dude. The, so I, I don't give a shit about the show Fuller House, right? I'm I not never gave watch. a shit about Full House. See, that's and that's really what I'd like to get at is, yeah. did people give a shit about Full yeah. House? How? I don't know. My Why? sister loved that shit. Cause she watched that every day after school. Like, like saying you're a fan of Full House to me is like saying your favorite food is white bread. <laughs> like it's just, I don't understand it. Like it's, it exists. It's something that you can le- like. Like I remember when we were kids. Mm-hmm. My personal feeling on Full House was it was one of those things where when you're when we had like eighty channels or whatever, which was still plenty, but you know sure. not as much as we have 
today. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you'd just be flipping around, and you're like, well, nothing's on. Right. This channel I watch for kids' shows is playing Full House, and then it just gets left on in the background. Yeah. It's one of those shows that you're familiar with, not because oh, you yeah. seek it out, but because it's just there all the time. Yeah, Nate, yeah, Nate like... I can't remember one episode. No, and me I've neither. seen that show so many times. My mom ran a daycare back in the day, <laughs> right? So we were that show was always on in the day because it was safe. Yeah, exactly. It's a family show. Yeah. It's the exact kind of thing that is successful on network television, mm-hmm. where it's literally just meant to be on in the background. You know, yeah. it's it's like it's like how multicam sitcoms are still kind of popular on CBS because they air around prime time or around when somebody's preparing dinner. Or just eating, and and people don't really care what's on. It's just background noise. Yeah, they just some, don't give a shit. Right, but like it's something that's easy to follow. You don't have to. Right. Like the jokes aren't lightning fast. They're they're slow enough. It's wholesome enough for the whole family. It's it's something that gets ratings just because it's inoffensive and easy to follow. Yeah. But it's America. Right. But why? So so like I would understand if CBS were doing this, for instance, sure. if they're like, let's bring back Full House, it'll get the nostalgia thing, and it'll be a good background show during this time. Or like, ABC. Yeah, or ABC. Any of the networks. Yeah. That makes sense to me because it's all ratings based. It's yeah. all about getting the most eyeballs on something, even if they don't really particularly give a shit what it is they're right. watching. What I don't understand is why Netflix has decided to go this route. Mm. Like my best reasoning is Netflix is like, okay, we got. Look, let's look at our original shows. We've got House of Cards. We've got all the Marvel shows. We've got uh, Orange is New Black. Black. Uh, and like... The, so, of No Nation for right, film. Right, So you've got like this audience of enthusiasts and people who really like strong character-driven shows and drama. Uh, yeah. Mostly drama. But then they also have Arrested Development and they have Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But those are like subversive comedies. So they have that yeah. crowd. So they're like, okay, we have that subscription base locked down pretty solid, right? Like, those people are going to keep paying money to come back sure. and see these things. And we have a, such a constant flow of new shows and things that those people would be interested in that they're not going to let their subscription lapse. Mm-hmm. So they're probably like, let's get let's get the more family-oriented audience to come to us and check out these shows. And yeah. maybe they'll, maybe the Fuller House will be getting an audience that's not subscribing. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that all the other shows were based on, or like they were successful on Netflix because of passion, because people really, really cared about all those shows. Whereas Full House was always successful just because it was inoffensive and it was something that could be on in the background. Right. That's not hard to replicate. Like those kind of shows exist on network TV already. Yeah. So I just don't understand on the revenue model or like just the subscription model, how Fuller House makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, shit, you're preaching to the choir on that one, because I think that shows the biggest piece of dog shit the world's ever seen. Yeah, but, um, but like, does, it makes me wonder, like, does Netflix know something I don't? Like, have they looked through all this data of some of their weaker shows or their more inoffensive stuff and gone, like, there's a real audience here that... Yeah. Well, I think one thing, too, is that these people keep watching it over and over again. Yeah. Like, how many times can you watch House of Cards, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Once, maybe twice. To me, though, like, Fuller House seems like something you could watch even less. Oh, yeah, to us, yeah. because yeah. we're not retarded. <laughs> but, uh, but, like... You say it that very matter-of-factly, but... <laughs> it's... Not too many brainiacs are all like, ooh, I like Joey's voices. No. Like, <laughs> you're not going to Yale. I'm sorry. It's not fucking happening. But, uh, 
Yeah, and I don't get it. I mean, they're all like 30. Yeah. They're not even kids. Well, that uh, th- so the kids are now the generation that the adults were in the original, right? Okay. That's kind of the idea that the it's their houses now. Okay. So they're like one of them's a widow and one of them's a divorcee, so they're bringing their families together like Jesus. the way that there were two men in the original bringing their so families the daughters together. Daughters or whatever. Yeah, it's the okay. daughters now they have their own families that they're together. Gotcha. But then they bring everybody else in as cameos. Gotcha. That sounds so awful. Oh, it's, it, oh God, yeah. <laughs> so awful. Uh-huh. And like, I mean, they're, but they're doing, I mean, they they got the girl meets world and shit. And yeah. so maybe, I don't know, people are feeling nostalgia. Yeah. But like, that's, at least Boy Meets World was a decent show, though. <laughs> compared I mean, to Full House. Yeah, I'll give you that. At least they, they got dark from time to time. Like, yeah. it's like, wow, Sean's homeless. Nobody fucking like, cares and, about him. And it sounds like, like, I haven't watched Girls, Girl Meets World or anything, but like, it sounds like they're kind and of. Topanga's still hot, so. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. But it, it sounds to me like they're at least approaching it as a show for a new generation and yeah. then figure the connection will get a few people over from the last. Sure. Whereas like Fuller House, they're aiming that at us. They're aiming that at people who grew up with Full House and are like, oh my God, I want to check in on this family again. And I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Like, I can't imagine somebody that passionate about Full House right. that they're like, I'm going to pay Eight or more than I think it, if you subscribe to Netflix anew, it's like ten a month, right, for their streaming plan. Uh, it's like I want to pay ten dollars a month to have access to new episodes of Full House or Fuller House. It's like you got to remember Netflix, that was a happier time when Full House was around. Yeah, we've had a recession and a war. Okay, we <laughs> fucking hate everything. Well, I'm like. <laughs> I, I feel like there's room for that kind of entertainment, but it just doesn't make sense for a subscription service. Yeah. Like, the reason why there's been so much great TV is since The Sopranos, really, is because people, or like stations like HBO, like Violence and Showtime, and, and Netflix. Well, well and they, they, and boobs. they produce things that take risks because Violence they're... Violence and boobs. <laughs> you're taking a very simple stance on yeah, this. That's cool. But I don't think it's all that. Like it's I, all violence and boobs. <laughs> okay, take out the violence and boobs. Nobody's watching that shit. <laughs> Nobody's gonna watch that. I don't know. I'm sure there's been a successful one without that much of violence. No, I've never seen. I've never seen the English Patient TV show. Okay, <laughs> where nothing happens. I, I'm gonna find something, and I'm gonna cause Just there's like family off. dramas and stuff, right? That aren't. Uh, yeah, there's violence and boobs and maybe like a side boob or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm gonna have to find something. Or maybe maybe it's violence and or boobs. I don't know. Because like there are good like a lot. They actually produce really interesting content, mm-hmm. though. At least like you would agree that aside from just violence and boobs, <laughs> most of these are better shows than yeah, the ones absolutely. that you find on this. Hundred percent. So, so like, but violence yeah, and boobs. I just but, don't get how it, when you're looking at a subscription service where it's based on actually giving a shit like really giving a shit about the stuff you consume like why why fuller house mm-hmm. why not let that the network a lot of uh, but, i don't know a lot of people like that show i mean it's it's like saved by the bell you know yeah it's that same kind of <laughs> it's like it was never really any good yeah but. like saved by the bell is dog shit but mm-hmm. kelly kapowski had me fucking glued to that seat <laughs> Like, yeah. seriously, like, I mean, it sounds stupid, but it's the truth. Like, yeah. I looked back on it, I'd be like, and I try, I did this thing where wherever Kelly was on, I was just like this, <laughs> and like, listen. Just closing his eyes. Yeah, closing his eyes. Or covering his eyes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is dog shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, this it, is It's awful. unwatchable, right? It's awful. Yeah. The jokes are fucking terrible. It's just so cheesy and corny, and it makes you want to puke. Other than, like, Seinfeld, the 90s. But Zach was dreamy and Kelly was hot. You yeah. know, like, that was the formula. Oh, and then uh, Slater has big muscles. Yeah. Uh, Jesse was for all the pretty girls that were kind of nerdy that just liked to read instead of being a cheerleader. Right. And then uh, Lisa was for rich cunts or something. <laughs> I don't know what her purpose was. <laughs> I want to I wanna see, like, the the initial, like, planning sessions for Saved by the Bell. They're like, all right, what demographics do we got captured what we need? It's like, well, the rich cunt <laughs> demographic is still out there. Have we gotten to that yet? <laughs> like, <I don't... laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like it is a bit, a bit. They're all about capturing demographic because it is. It's about a broad show that can just slightly appeal to everybody. That's yeah. what has always been successful on network, and it's what hasn't been successful so far on subscription. Sure. And why I don't totally get it. Like my guess is that Netflix is going to look at the first episode. Uh, ratings or whatever for or viewings I guess since they don't really do ratings yeah. for uh, Fuller House and be like this th- tons of people watched it because I bet a ton of people will watch it just because sure. it's like what the fuck is this and then like the rest of it is like it's just going to dwindle constantly Probably. because who who is impassioned enough to watch all of those like be well, like I'm going to binge Full House and like that's the thing like even on that show like mm-hmm. I get it was DJ and I forget the middle kid's uh-huh. name, but the one that's like how rude or whatever. Yeah, like they were like the like with the exception of the how rude part, <laughs> never got laughs at all. Yeah, they were just like oh they're so cute, and especially when they became teenagers and then nobody gave a shit. It's like oh. They were always, like, the moral compass. Like, I shouldn't be around alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's like, take take the beer. Come on, DJ. <laughs> now, the other, the other conspiracy theory I have as to why they picked it up and why it might work for them, even if nobody watches it, is Netflix doesn't actually announce their ratings or viewers. Mm. None of that's public because they don't have to. Like, since they're not dependent on ad revenue, there's no reason to let everybody know how mm-hmm. many people are watching because it only matters to them. Yeah. So, <laughs> Samson just tried to leap up and fail. Um, so, since they don't have to release viewers anyway, they still have to pay attention to shareholders, right? They have to get people interested and make the shareholders feel like they're doing more to appeal to a broader audience. Ah. So even if this doesn't matter to them, they can at least go to these presentations and be like, look, then we also picked out Fuller House, which appeals to these demographics, even if that doesn't really matter. Like, even if the whole idea of, you know, the four-quadrant demographic thing is totally irrelevant to Netflix, they still want to speak to people whose conventional knowledge is, like, ad-based TV. Sure. Oh, yeah, especially, uh, that, that's probably a very good theory, because even if it only goes one season, they could just keep it on forever. Yeah, it, it probably doesn't cost that much to make, no. and the amount that they would gain oh, in yeah, terms like, of shares and stocks. The middle kid was a heroin addict or something yeah. for, like, after the show, so she she's probably working for, you know, 270 an hour and <laughs> fucking a pack of Pall Malls or, I don't know, like... Yeah. Yeah, like so, they're not—they don't have a lot going on. Yeah, and they're not even like, like you know, uh, like what was the head kid in one of fucking Kirk Cameron's movies? Oh God, Saving Christmas. <laughs> but yeah, so they—it's probably not that expensive. It probably allows them to advertise as being a wider audience, even if nobody's watching it. Like, 
if they had to announce viewers viewership, it would probably hurt them. But mm-hmm. it it may actually gain them more than they lost on production just from from oh, image. Oh God, fuck that show. Yeah, like if that's I just, the case. The only thing I love about that show is that Bob Saget is like the cleanest dude ever on that show. Yeah, and he's like and he's the worst comic. comic. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. a horrible he's, human being. It's funny to me that he's still doing cameos and stuff on that show after now. Most people, I would imagine, know that he's not, like, this wholesome comic. <laughs> I've, I've seen the aristocrats. I've seen him tell that joke. And, like, and then, but then you got the other guy who's a comic, who's, like, the cleanest comic on the planet. Yeah. Joey, who, uh, the guy who pissed off Alanis Morissette. Right, Dave and, Coutier. Yeah, and like, yeah. so, and... <laughs> the yeah, the like, one who she went down on in the theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. That's public knowledge. Hey, now. hey, you got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. So, so everywhere on, you look. <laughs> so on the complete opposite end of the spectrum in entertainment, we've both seen Deadpool now. Uh, Deadpool has been an enormous success yeah. at the box office, and you know it's, why? Why is that? The, fucking shit <laughs> so you dug it a lot i liked it a lot i enjoyed it i liked mm. it i wouldn't say it's like my favorite of the new superhero movies but Ooh. i like that it's different i like that it more than anything i like that it's r-rated yeah and it's been successful and that shows studios that you know there is a market for that yeah and uh i hope it's it doesn't just lead to a bunch of copycats or you know, ton of R-rated movies that are just like, well, it's like Deadpool because it's R-rated and it's extreme. But like, I I like that it's it's broadened what you can do with a superhero movie. Yeah. So, what were your favorite aspects of the movie, or what do you really like about it? Oh, I, I like it that it was just cynical humor. So yeah. I love cynical humor and yeah. just being a wise ass and mm-hmm. uh, T.J. Miller's the shit. T.J. Miller was good. Um, Reynolds is great. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Like, uh, it's I mean, really, like, a big showcase for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Like, even with him in the mask for, like, a portion of the movie, like, yeah. he 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 really sells himself well. Yeah. And, uh... Well, I mean, he, I mean, he's... I'm a big fan of Ryan yeah. Reynolds. I have been for a long time. It's yep. Just, I remember I think, you've, you said, like, even even when he was still known as just kind funny. of a comedian, you're like, no, he's a really talented guy. Like, he's you know, really funny. Yeah. And, like, and that buried... You know, yeah. he had at least. I mean, I'm not saying he's like fucking Sean Penn or anything, but no, but he's good, easily solid. Yeah, um, and you know he's a good action star. We saw that in like Blade Trinity. Yeah, and, I mean he just unfortunately because like, I think what happened with like Green Lantern that movie was just a fucking mess. Yeah, all it, all across conceptually the board. they had so many problems with yeah. that one. I mean, it that wasn't movie, his fault. That in... movie had Peter Sarsgaard in it for Christ's sake. <laughs> that guy's the shit. Yeah, and they still fucked it and up. And they still fucked it up. Um, and then generally... he had, and then he was in X Men. The dude's been like ninety five superheroes. Yeah, and because he was uh, he was Deadpool in X Men Origins. In X Men Origins, yeah, you know, Origins Wolverine. He plays Deadpool, but it's a shitty version of the character that they've basically retconned. Yeah, yeah. Like there are a few references to it in this where he he because oh, he played like he played like Nighthawk or some shit. No, what did he play? He played something with like a bow and arrow. No, in one of the Wolverines, maybe in in now. Wolf, it was Wolverine or Origins. He was Deadpool. That was the character, and he, he like yeah he killed a number of people in like a, a I guess a couple scenes, and then they put him in the Project X program and uh-huh. sewed his mouth shut, and then he had like claws out of his hands. And Are you he, sure that was the first one? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, that was Origins Wolverine. Okay. That's the only other one I think he's in. Of, okay. At least so, at the X-Men I thought he was movies. a different superhero. No. So. He, he was Deadpool. They just screwed it up by sewing his mouth shut yeah. partway through the movie, which is kind of the main appeal of Deadpool, is he's yeah. like a wise-ass. And he breaks the fourth wall and stuff. But yeah. But yeah. Which I liked a lot in this I one. did too. I like that the movie, like Fox, let them poke fun at all their shit. Right. Like, the, how confusing the X-Men universe is. Like, right. I love when he's being pulled off to the X-Men. <laughs> he's like, what, is it going to be Stuart or McAvoy? Oh, yeah. or this whole alternate <laughs> timeline thing is confusing. I love that. That was that was one of my favorite jokes. And the other one of my favorite jokes, he's like, I can't go talk to her. Life is about beauty, okay? Beauty and sex appeal. What, uh... You think Ryan Reynolds made it on his acting merit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I I heard a, uh, right, I was listening to an interview with T.J. Miller yesterday where he was talking a bit about Ryan Reynolds and, you know, how handsome he is and stuff. And he's like, you know, though, he's like, I think people kind of... It's kinda, not fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, agree, it's not fair. Yeah. But he's like, I think people shortchange him a lot in comedy because he's like, he is really funny. He's, he's a fucking funny hilarious. guy. He's Waiting, like, Just Friends, Van Wilder. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious in all of them. Yeah, he says, so the the thing is, though, that he looks so good and he keeps up his appearance. He's like, and one day on set, he was kind of just venting to me about it. He's like, you know what? People people always look at me and they're like, oh, well, he's just too attractive. He's like, so fucking what if I care about my looks and like right. I spend all this time in the gym or, you know, like actually keep in shape and look good. He's like, so what? Like, what's that have to do? And T.J. Miller is like, he's right. Like, he works harder than... I do on any of that by a long... He's like, but the thing is, that's not relatable. <laughs> it's like, it's like, most people don't do that. Oh, like, yeah. So, it's not relatable. It's not as... It's like, but no, he's a super funny dude. Yeah, like, absolutely. Just Friends is fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> Not one of my favorites. I love that movie. That movie is great. Uh, actually, I know my, my one of my good friend's brothers is uh-huh. his brother in the film. Oh, nice. And that guy, uh, he was in, like, Girl Next Door. Oh, yeah. And like he and that guy was fucking hilarious in that movie too. Uh-huh. And then waiting, fucking, yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, like he, he's been at, at the very least, Ryan Reynolds has been consistently good. And no. like Deadpool wouldn't work without him, probably, or at least not mm. to the degree. Yeah, for sure. I could, yeah, I could see. I'll go with that. Yeah. So uh, I also really like the comment on like it comes late in the movie about the the X Men, the fact that it's just uh, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. It, where he goes to the door, he's like, why is it that you always come to the door? Uh, door? You know, it's like Fox couldn't pay for the rest of the X-Men to make an appearance. Because the first scene in the X-Mansion is especially, like, to me, just obvious that they're like, these are the only two X-Men they're getting. You're not even going to get a cameo from anybody else. Because, like, Fox was scared of this movie, I think. Like, yeah. they let it happen, and that's awesome. But... Like, you know that they wanted to make this more than five years ago. They had that test footage of, like, the fight that he did on the street with the cars and stuff. Mm -hmm. They they had done it, like, computer-generated with Ryan Reynolds' voice and all that. Uh, Like, yeah, five or six years ago. I think it was 2009. And Fox was like, no, we're not sure about this. Or we're not totally... We don't know if there's an audience for this kind of movie. Sure. So then, like, in 2014, somebody leaked that footage to the internet. And that's when it got all the momentum. People were like, fuck, this looks great. Like, this looks like a serious, like, real Deadpool movie. We'd love this. And because of all the internet reactions, Fox is like, all right, we, we'll we give it a shot. We'll try it. And uh, 
It, you can obviously tell it's a lower budget effort, like it was $58 million, or as Ryan Reynolds referred to it, roughly the cocaine budget on other big budget films. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, like I, I love that it was successful. Uh, I'm really looking forward to a sequel, because they'll you know they'll throw money at it this oh, time. Yeah. It'll be a much bigger thing. Like that, This one I, I felt sagged at times, just because... They had to spend so much time with him out of costume and, like, not really... Like, for one, because they had to establish an origin story, but for another, they they really only had, like, two extended fight scenes that they had to stretch over the movie because yeah. they couldn't really afford anything else. <laughs> but, but... Yeah, it but, was it was, but, I mean, in all fairness, that was kind of creative. How yeah. They did it. Um, yeah. And, uh... It, yeah, they kind of start in media res and go back to the origin story. And, like... I, I thought that worked better than I expected it to, yeah. his story. like I was, they, they tied it together pretty well. Like, yeah, it, I, That is very, very easy to go all over the fucking absolutely. place. Absolutely. Especially when, like, they really are trying to get you to kind of care about him sure. and his thing. And, like, he's just kind of a wise, cracking, ridiculous character mm-hmm. throughout most movie. So, like, that it worked at all. <laughs> and it didn't feel like they're just wasting their time with some side plot about him and, you know, being in love with Marina Baccarin and stuff. Right. Like it, it worked. It, they did a pretty good job of balancing all that. Mm-hmm. It, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that's kind of out of the way. That a right. sequel, they don't have to worry about that. Origin stories always feel like, you know, just kind of wasting time. <laughs> like you know, you have to establish the character, but like everybody just wants to see that character once they're them. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, pretty good movie and. Uh, I'm happy for what it means. Apparently, they're targeting an R rating with Wolverine now. Nice. With a new one, which could be cool. It's supposed to be the last Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie. Yeah. <laughs> Jason shook his head a little bit. Uh, I, I, is he going to do Eddie and the Eagle too? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm with you. I think he'll return. Yeah. Like, he dude. said it before. And, yeah. Uh, well, Hugh Jack. I mean, what has Hugh Jackman done other than Wolverine? Like, last Le decade. Mi- Le like, what? Australia, like fucking, yeah. In all fairness, Heath Ledger was supposed to be in that movie, but then decided to be the Joker. All right, like yeah. stick with the comic Good book call. money, Hugh yeah. Jackman. Yeah, <laughs> like and like he likes the character too. Like that's one of those things where sometimes you'll hear people saying like, "Oh, I'm done with it," and it's because they never really gave a shit or wanted to do it in the first place. But like he he seems to really like doing those movies, sure. and it's not like like he hasn't really aged out of it totally, like. He's the dude is more ripped in every movie that they do somehow, <laughs> so it doesn't seem totally unrealistic that he would just keep doing them. What? Maybe it'll, they'll take a break for a few. Yeah, years. Robert Downey Jr.'s been done for like ten years too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he keep fucking. He's not even the star in it anymore. I'm just gonna keep doing it because I can work ten mm-hmm. days and yeah. make sixty million dollars. I'm really curious to see how much he's gonna be in uh Captain America Civil War. Because yeah. like they're selling it on, you know, Captain America versus Iron Man kind of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like he's not the star character. Uh, he'll probably be there in a few fights, but I don't know I don't know how much they're gonna pay him to show up for it. Anyway, that, that's oh, probably please. about all I had on Deadpool. Any, any yeah. other thoughts on that movie? On... Yeah, no, it should be it because like, I'm not saying that rated R films are always better. Yeah. It's just mo- like more rated... It's just like because you can have more freedom. 
Yeah. So it's harder. It's like kind of comedy. It's like it's harder to be clean than it is to be dirty. Yeah, you've got to. You know? And just, like some movies just need to be rated R. Yeah. Some you, movies just need to. You've like got to When go... they do a Terminator movie or a Die Hard movie <laughs> that's fucking PG thirteen, I'm like fuck you. Yeah. Or yeah. a horror film. All Terminator PG-13. and Die Hard literally have words that mean death in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Terminator, he terminates people. <laughs> and Die Hard, Die Hard. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like fucking Die Hard's main line is Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah. If you don't say Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, it's not a Die Hard movie. Yeah. In my opinion, and there's yet, John McClane. I don't give a shit. And yet, Die Hard 4, <laughs> PG 13, was still better than Die Hard 5 at R. I know. That's fair. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah. that is a fair. That is fair. But like, let's let's right, be honest. Though. Die Hard Five is a piece of shit across the board. Yeah. Um. I just. I just. But like uh, PG thirteen horror films. Like, don't waste my time. I'm not watching that piece of shit. Yeah. It. And I. I feel like you can do. Uh, you can do PG thirteen horror successfully. It's been done. Really? But it's rare. Fuck the ring. See, I, I like the ring. I, I think that's a good ring. movie. The only thing. The only good part of that whole movie is when the horse tries to jump over the. <laughs> boat and just totally doesn't make it that was great yeah no, i that, think that one builds really well and it's kind of creepy fuck you ross <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck the grudge yeah yeah I, I wasn't a big fan of the grudge so but i i, I think it can do, it can be done but it's rare like it, it, i mean granted okay those movies fine mm-hmm. but if they ever make like a fucking pg-13 hellraiser or a PG thirteen yeah. fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, then it, or a PG like, thirteen Saw. I will kill somebody. I will <laughs> in the way. I will go. Yeah. I will dress up like Jigsaw, Freddy Krueger, and Pinhead. It'll be whatever. I'll have a hat, a okay. clown mask, and nails coming out I, of my head. I was gonna say it should be dependent on whatever movie that they've mm-hmm. been remade as yeah. PG thirteen. But I guess you could just combine it all. I'll that do all three too. of them. Yeah. 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 And fuck them. <laughs> yeah. But. But yeah, I I think for comic books it's good just because certain characters do lend themselves better for certain yeah. ratings. Like you said, it's all about content and what you know what needs to be R, what needs to be PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're you don't need an R rated Captain America movie, but yeah. for Deadpool it makes sense. Where I think it gets tricky for someone like Fox is how do you do like cross universe stuff? Because like with with Deadpool they had Colossus, who they can just have as a CGI guy the whole time if they want. They have Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who hasn't appeared in any of the X-Men movies. So, like, they don't have that crossover, really. Uh, But, like, when you start working in, like, okay, Wolverine will be in it, for instance. Like, if you pull Wolverine into a Deadpool movie, then is that okay? Like, I assume that's alright, but, like, when you're going to cross ratings, it gets complicated. Because then, if you're like, okay, these people can show up in Deadpool, but Deadpool can't show up in their movies. Mm-hmm. Then, like, how do you handle it? Yeah. I don't but know. that'll just be something Fox will have to figure out, because right. I'm sure that they're going to keep doing the R-rated superhero thing, because yeah. it worked pretty well for them this Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I don't think Marvel will. I don't think Disney would be cool with it. Uh, probably not. But then again, like, there are the uh, Netflix series. Like, Daredevil would be R-rated, and, and Jessica Jones would probably be R-rated. Yeah. Yeah, so they might. Oh, boobs, yeah. boobs and violence. <laughs> yeah, it's boobs and violence. <laughs> back, always back to boobs and boobs violence. boobs and violence. <laughs> okay, man. But yeah, uh, that might be it for this week. Fucking a. Um, we'll hopefully catch you all in a couple weeks. Then. Yeah. Bye. Bye.